step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is Sterling Roberts. And you are listening to the Samus Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, are you ready? You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, the Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in the 
with you all once again. Oh, my goodness. We have a show lined up today. We all know that May is a mental mad, I'm sorry, mental health month, mental health awareness month. And I have been doing series on the mental madness of any situation or many circumstances that a lot of people face. Last week, it was mental madness of being a mother. Now, this week, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this is a show that you will not believe. If you know of anyone that has a loved one that is incarcerated in jail or if you have been incarcerated or jailed, this is definitely a must, must tune in show. Let me tell you how to get people to listen in. They can call in right now, 515-605-9873, or they can go to www.tpbradionetwork.com. I mean, you just got to listen. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this show is going to be spectacular. It's entitled The Mental Madness of Cell Life, The Untold Story. And today's guest, he is a 27-year inmate. He got released in January. He will tell us all of his truths, the raw but real truth, uncut. But, yes, we will keep God in it because we do realize that God is the center of everything for me. And I want everybody to know that God will be in it, but it will be raw but real truth. The untold story behind cell life. Let me go into prayer real quickly. Father, we thank you. We thank you for giving me the opportunity to once again share experiences and circumstances of others as well as my own with the many people who are tuning in. Lord, we ask that you allow our words to be soothing, our words to be encouraging, our words to be truthful, our words to be um for your purpose and your glory to help those in need. Father, we ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, okay, guys. Um, I just like to say that I, I have had a son to serve 10 years in prison, and the things that he told me, about his stay there were unbelievable. And sometimes me being being a, the mother of the inmate, I I just found it hard to believe. I'm thinking, well, maybe my son's just a little spoiled. Maybe he thinks he's on a holiday. Maybe he doesn't this. Maybe this, maybe that. But then when I heard a lot of other inmates talking about the things that they experienced, my God, there was some lividity to what my son was saying. Yes, yeah, some things may have been... Uh, triggered by him, but there was a lot of times that he was targeted, and he was gassed, he was stalled, he was beat up. I mean, there were so many things that went on with him that just were unbelievable and unfensible as a mother who who turned her son in thinking that if you commit the crime, you need to do the time, and thinking that the judicial system would help my son learn his lesson, and he'd come home and be be a better citizen. Get back to what he knew. Get back to his roots of what I taught him as a mother who first loves Christ and then as a mother who loved having a child that she could raise and, and, and properly give him the tools needed to be a healthy citizen 
in 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 the world. Well, I was up one morning, woke up early one morning, and God does things to me, or He shows me things that I just have no no understanding of. And I'm laying in the bed, and I'm just up out of my sleep. Once again, and anytime I'm just jarred out of my sleep like that, the first thing I do is say, Lord, what is it? Because I know it's him. I know it's the Holy Spirit trying to speak to me. So I say, Lord, what is it? So I roll over my phone is tuned into this this young man, this gentleman, and I'm like, okay, what is this all about? And I'm like, okay, I'm too sleepy. It's early in the morning. I really don't want to be bothered. But I, I, for some reason, it was like the Holy Spirit pricked me to tune in. And when I started listening, his passion and his his raw but real truth was coming out, and I just felt his passion. It was like, okay, his his heart is in this. He's not here for show, fashion, or none of that. He's here because he cares and he wants to help. Those who are incarcerated, those who don't understand incarceration, those who have their own personal viewpoint about ex, uh, ex-felons, well, he says convicts, ex-convicts, ex-cons, ex-felons, inmates, ex-inmates, whatever word you choose to put there, anybody that has been there or someone that is incarcerated, he was really, really giving the raw, the real truth. And I immediately was like, let me contact him. Now, I didn't think he would respond back, but... When God does something, he responded back so quickly. And I was really elated because I was like, okay, okay, well, when I spoke with him, I said, I saw your 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 face, your face Facebook Live, and it just pricked my spirit and my heart to call, to, to reach out with, reach out to you through Messenger. See, we went through Messenger initially, and he said, well, I tell you what, I will call you back at 8 o'clock. Now, I text him early morning, but he was up. He just happened to be up, and I text him, not expecting a response until later during the day, but he was 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 mindful that it was early, and he took the liberty to say, I will call you at 8 o'clock sharp. And believe me, he called me at 8 o'clock sharp, and I was waiting. So as we talked, I was like, man, you're on to something. I've never heard anyone explain sell life like this, and then I won't tell his story. I'll let you all tell it. I'll let him tell it so you can hear from the horse's mouth because I may miss something or I may add something, and nobody can tell your own story like you can. So, Chris, if you can bring Michael Savellis on, I would be so happy, so happy. Michael last. Michael, Chris, you need his number. Oh, okay. Michael, are you there? Uh, uh, Can you hear me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Dorothy, as you know, the reality coach, and I just gave them a brief synopsis of how we unofficially met and how your your Facebook Live, it intrigued me and and, and it made me want to just reach out to you and hear more about you, and I've just told the listeners a little bit about your story, but there's two things that I'm sure all of them want to know. First of all, they already know you did 27 years, but I'm sure they want to know what you did and how many times did it take you to get 27 years. Do you mind sharing that with the listeners, please? No, no, I don't mind at all, Dorothy, and and I just want to say hello. How are you, Dorothy? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you. Thank you. 
Good, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, I have been uh, in getting in trouble since I was about 10 years old. I went to state school in, uh, at the age of 10. I did about six years down in the uh, Texas Youth Commission, and uh, the first time I was arrested, I was arrested in the fifth grade for some marijuana. And uh, then I was arrested not too long after that, riding uh, a golf cart that I had stolen. And I did. I ended up doing about o- almost six years down there. And then I uh, graduated to the uh, uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice here in Texas at uh, TDCJ. And I uh, began to. Uh, and, and and all this time I was, uh, you know, using using drugs and stuff like that. So. Uh, then I uh, graduated to TDCJ with a burglary of a habitation, and I did a few years down there. And then in 1990, I caught another burglary of a habitation, and they filed what they call uh, the habitual uh, uh, habitual offender on me, and I, I ended up getting a 25-year sentence. And I am still doing that 25-year sentence right now, and I've been I've I've been incarcerated just a little bit over 27 years in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. And, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I have a burglary case, and I have a drug case. I have two 25-year sentences, and uh, they are uh, – I still have not been able to live them down. Now, I caught these in 1990, and you – you know, if you do the math, I mean, you would think uh, 90, okay, 2015, he's done. But it doesn't work that way here in Texas. So uh, what happens is that if you go to prison with a certain sentence and you get out – uh, and you don't do what whatever's required of you. Uh, when you go back, you lose all your street time. So your sentence just starts. You, the, the the only the only time that that you're credited is the is the time that you did incarcerated. So when you go back, okay, Michael, uh, let's say. Michael, hold that thought right there because I want to make sure, sure that people understand what what do you mean by street time? Because see, I don't understand street time. So you okay. mean? Uh, let me see if I can explain this. Properly. Sure. So you mean to tell me when you got out, if you did two years free without getting into trouble, you don't get credited for that. You start back no. over where you left off when you came out. Am I correct with that assumption? Yes, ma'am, you are correct. Yes. Okay. And so okay. and so what happens is that it, it's almost it's you don't get credit and then it's kinda of tacked on to the end of your sentence. So you so you're it you have an extended you no longer have a twenty five year sentence. But if you did two, you have a 27-year sentence now, you know, and, 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 and it just continues like that. And this is happening all over the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. It's, uh, there's tons of case law on it, but we just have not been able to crack through these, uh, this different legislature. And it is a uh, – you know, it's, it, it's unconstitutional, but, you know, that's a whole other show, uh, Dorothy. But, yeah, so, uh, so, so I've – Well, Michael, I've, we I have two hours. We have two hours. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you say unconstitutional. I'm assuming that it violates so many of the constitutional rights that we allegedly have here in America. Sure, sure. It's definitely a a due process uh, violation. I mean, if uh, there's – okay, well, there's three branches of government. There's the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch, okay? Only the judiciary branch is allowed to give you – is allowed to to sentence someone to the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. But what has happened is because we don't have a voice during these legislatures, what has happened is they have passed laws 
that have affected uh, us in, in, in ways of it, – it's like the legislature is giving time because they are extending our sentences, and which is illegal. You know, but uh, it, it, it's very hard to, to, to fight this machine. Uh, you know, I uh, I was released I was released on January the seventeenth of this year, and uh, I was held nineteen months past my date. Okay. Uh, how did how did that happen? Well, well, there was a clerical error in my case, and 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 what happened is I filed all these different paperwork, and no one would listen to me. So. Uh, I finally was talking to my sister one day, and I told her, look, uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel's my sister. She's a, one of my queen sisters. I've got three of them, wonderful women. But uh, so uh, – and I told her, I said, look, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, you know, because you, you get down there and you think people out here in the world think you're crazy because you're – you know, you have these conspiracy theories and all these different things. But I wanted her to know that what I was about, what I was about to tell her was absolute truth. So I explained it to her, and I told her what's going on, and there's a clerical error. And so she began to contact uh, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and Time Section in Huntsville. And after a few weeks, she finally got to somebody that would listen after you know being frustrated for, for weeks dealing with these people. And someone finally listened to her, and I, I, I shot her all the information, and she uh, uh, emailed the information to this, to this particular person. And I was released four days uh, after that, so it was an immediate release, and wow. uh, uh, it, it it was untimed. We didn't know. I, I, I mean, it was very uh, uh, abrupt. And uh, what they told her is that, yeah, there has been a clerical error, and your and your brother will be getting out, you know, in a couple of days. So uh, when I called her the next time, she said, she said, you're you're getting out on Friday, and I said, no. and I said, well, what did they say? Go ahead. So the, the the importance of having family out here is so important when you're trying to tackle this beast. Uh, would you say Absolutely. that? And, yes, and family members, please listen. I mean, I know from from personal experience. I'm not talking about Michael's story. I'm talking about being the mother of an inmate that was beaten up, that was, I mean, eye swollen, mouth busted. He's getting gas. He's being starved. I mean, I, I can't tell you how important and how important it was for me to continue to call and hound those people until they understand. My son may not be anything to you, but he's still my child. I still love him, and he's still a human being. And being a mother who told him, if you do the crime, you do the time, and turning him in and then watching him be treated in such a manner was heartbreaking. It was, it was, it was devastating. So then I battled with the mental madness of being a mother who told my son that the justice system worked. So it's just a mental madness of cell life, not only as an inmate, but as a family member. Family members, please listen to your loved ones when they tell you something is going on, because nine times out of ten, they are absolutely telling the truth. Would you agree with me, Michael? I would absolutely agree with you, Dorothy. It's a, uh, uh, you know, it is absolutely, no one would listen to me, Dorothy. I must have wrote a hundred letters uh, talk to anyone that would even allow me to speak about my situation, and no one would listen to me. They just kept putting me off and putting me off. And so finally, when my when my sister 
finally began to get angry and uh, uh, and start calling and getting upset with these people, someone finally listened, and, and what I was telling them was true. So, uh, yeah, so, so we definitely need uh, uh, our, our family members uh, hold a lot of clout when it comes to these people. I, I, I mean, they, they won't listen to us, but they will sometimes listen to our families. So we definitely need to uh, have family involvement. So, so basically, family, do not back down. If you feel as your loved one is being hurt or, or mistreated, mishandled, or inhumanely, because I know that there's a lot of inhumaneness going on inside that, inside the prison system. So, family members, please, please stick by your loved ones. Do not give up and do not let them bully you. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, That's Michael. Right. When I was gonna see my son, I just saw how they treated me. Someone who was free, yeah. who has never been in trouble, someone articulate, someone educated, someone coming there looking like I'm about my business. And you can right. clearly see that just because my son went to prison does not mean that he was not educated or he was not someone. He just chose to go nowhere hanging with the wrong people. So all I'm saying is that the way they treated me, and I just told the officer, I said, I can only imagine if you're treating me like this, I can't even begin to see, I can't even begin to imagine how awful you're treating my child. It's very true. And, and, you know, and my sisters, my sisters have similar stories, uh, uh, Dorothy, just like yours. They have, uh, she cannot believe uh, some of the ways that she's been treated visiting me. And, and, and trying to help me in different areas. I mean, she has just been treated like, like if she was a criminal. Right, and it's just and it's not just the officers. These are majors, captains, lieutenants, sergeants. I mean, it's just it's it's it, it is just unbelievable. It really who is. is doing yes. this to, who is doing this? It is not the the, the low I, I forgive me for uh lack of better terminology, it's not the entry level guards that are doing this harsh treatment that I received. It's, this was a captain that came to me and said this, and not only did he say it to me, I was with someone who was an ex-police officer, a retired police officer, and she told him, you have a, a code of ethics that you should be complying with. How can you treat someone like this? I am an officer of the law, and you're doing this. Yeah. This is not right. They do it. It's terrible. It is terrible. They have a, uh, you know, it's like uh, unwritten rules that they go by, and it's 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 almost like a gang of, of, of themselves, you know. So, uh, so would you say, okay, when you say a gang of the police officers, uh, of the officers there, so do you think that sometimes the ones that are good, they're because of the way I that. Think- Sure, sure. I think that they can definitely be persuaded to act a certain way because of the because of the way that the rank, the way that the uh, ranking officers are acting. You know, they they almost have to go, get in line with it, or you know, or, or get fired. I mean, I've known many officers that 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 stood up uh, to the different uh, uh, issues that that they knew were wrong, and they were they were let go. They were they were fired. You know, because you just don't stand up against them. Wow, so it, it, it's one. It, it's just a big city of corruption, and is and, and would you say the you the biggest issue? Yes, you had issues with other inmates, but 
I truly believe if the officers or the or the guards or the people that are in charge, if they would handle themselves differently, then I think the inmates will fall in line. But because when you have an, uh, the person that's in authority conducting themselves one way, the inmates kind of adapt, adapt to some of the corruption themselves because there are guards who are poor human. They're human, too. So there are some of them that are terrified because they're in there with people who don't care about taking a life. They will take your life just as sure as you're standing there. So you have the, the, the guards that have to look at that. So then they have these inmates that they're afraid of. So they kind of turn a blind eye, would you say, to some things that go on? Sure, sure. And, 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 and I do want to say this, Dorothy, that, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, just say that uh, – you know, everyone down there is 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 uh, uh, inconsiderate or is corrupt, but it is right. definitely a uh, it is definitely a system of good old boys. Uh, they've been around for a long time. There's a lot of nepotism. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, family. Uh, you know, there's a lot of families working in these prisons, and mm-hmm. and and they're scared. They are scared to to, to speak up against. Their family member, who's a ranking officer or whatever, just too much nepotism in in, in the Texas right. Department of Criminal Justice. You know, they're just okay. Uh, now, uh, now, Michael, I, I know I know what nepotism means, but can you break that down in in a layman's term in case someone is listening that don't understand that? Okay, I, I'm not sure if I know the the exact definition, but I know that nepotism is kind of like a uh, you know you you are uh, uh, promoting your your you're you're not promoting on on merit you're kind of promoting on the good old boy system your your family members uh uh you know and you're bringing in you're bringing in people that that are like-minded like you and that you know are not going to go against you that is exactly that is exactly what it is in layman's term you are going to get people who will buy who will who will play by your rules sure and Say anything against you, no, come, come, come. It's, it's either they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna fight. They're gonna take the flight. Period. That's it. Because yeah. of who hired them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's kind of leverage. It's, it's like leverage. They, they use it to, uh, to, uh, you know, you know, do whatever they want. And, and now, you know, I do want to. There's a lot of good, good men. That, that, that work for Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I've, I've run across a lot of them, but they are just so far – they're so few and far between that, uh, you know, they get they get pushed aside. They get pushed out. You know, it's just uh, – it's, it, it, it's just how it is, and it's and, and that's one of the things uh, is, is why I've uh, decided to take this stance is one of the issues that I want to uh, change, Dorothy. Now let me ask you this. Okay, so how do okay, once you got out, I noticed that when I was watching your Facebook live, I noticed that you were in a in, in almost like a little bitty like a cell. Can you explain why you're doing that? Uh or can you yes, explain ma'am. what I thought I saw? Sure, sure. I have uh well, uh, I'll kind of tell you since we do have some time. I'll kind of tell you uh, how how the the concept was uh, what, uh, came about. Uh, I was sitting in a cell on Ferguson on the Ferguson unit, 
and uh, which is a very, very violent, violent unit, probably one of the worst units in the system. And uh, I was sitting in a cell, and because of my age, I didn't have a celly. There's a lot of youngsters over there, so I was in a cell by myself, and I was looking at the walls, and they were just covered with graffiti and, and, and pictures, and I mean just every inch of the cell was covered. And I just thought to myself, I thought, wow, I mean who has been in this cell? How many people have come through this, this, this little room, this little box, and, 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 you know, and done all this artwork on this because it was from you know, probably a thousand different people? And uh, so I started writing about that, and that's when the concept was born. Uh, I, I continued to write about cells. I thought I was going to uh, become an artist and build cells and uh, uh, do artwork inside of them and sell them as art. Uh, that was my first idea, and then it then it kind of morphed into uh, uh, wanting to uh, put uh, people into cells, like uh, people that are trying to lose weight, uh, people that are working on projects or having a hard time. I was going to put them in a cell for for you know 30 days and pump in you know uh, life coach information, positive affirmations, work with them on different issues, and help them complete projects. Then I thought uh, maybe even drug addicts we can put in there for 28 days or 30 days, and uh, again work with them, and uh, uh, you know, and, and allow them to be somewhere where they have, you know, where they can just settle down and uh, get to know get to know themselves and work on themselves. So so it went on from there, and I was watching the news one day, and there was a lady on there that was trying to lose weight. She had been having trouble with several weight loss programs. And I just thought, well, I'll put you in a cell. I'll put you on a strict calorie count, and you're guaranteed to lose weight. So I started writing about that. And then I thought, well, you know what? I'll go into a cell upon my release, and I'll be the first one. I'll, I'll do a weight loss program, uh, a wow. workout program, and I'll talk about different issues uh, that I'm facing. Uh, you know, Because the main reason was I was trying to look for something that I could slowly reintegrate back into society and work on the different issues like relationships with my son, with my sisters, with other family members, uh, because of my my uh, my 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 track record in the past has not been very good, and I and things like that because I because my communication skills were not that good, and because I had been gone for so long, my family really did not know me. So anytime we would you know not see eye to eye, it would be a big deal, and I'd. And I'd go mess up. I'd start using again or whatever. So I thought, well, I, well, well, I want to work on the relationship, especially with my son. And uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into a cell and I'll, and I'll work, I'll work through a textbook, whatever, whatever I need to do to get better, and to give myself the best possible chance I can when I come out of here. So I was gonna sign on for 90 days, and uh, then I, then I got on the phone with my sister and I started pitching her the idea, <clears throat> and. Uh, she didn't really understand. It took me about a year to convince my family uh, that I that this is really what I wanted to do. This is really a uh, uh, I believe this is exactly I, and I and and look and God is at the forefront of this. So I believe that God is who gave me the vision, and 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 and, and I believe that He is the number one part of of, of of this experiment. And so so I believe that in my heart. So I continued. To try to convince my family, and then one day they just got it, and they're like, they're like, okay, well let's do it. And then one day I called, and I hadn't signed on for a year yet, and uh, one day I called and Rachel said, okay, well we got you some funding, so uh, you know you're gonna do it. 
And I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I was like, then, then it was a reality. And uh, uh, then it was a reality. And <clears throat> so I really started planning, and I started writing about it. And uh, because because I was released early because of the clerical error, we didn't think I was going to get out for another few months. So because of the because of the time that I was released early, uh, the project didn't take off immediately because uh, we weren't prepared for the early release. So I went to a halfway house. At the halfway house, it was drug infested. I mean, day and night. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you which one. It's the Reed Center here in Houston. It is probably the worst. Uh, uh, halfway house in the country. I mean, it is drug infested. It's about five different apartment complexes, and it's just rogue. They're just running wild. There's drugs everywhere, uh, and and this stuff is going on day and night. You can't even get any sleep. But anyway, so I left there and I well, came well, hold to. On, hold on, let me let me let me interject right here, real quickly, sure. because I want to say that. It has to be a God thing that motivated you to do this because see how you were placed in an environment that could have been very tempting for you. It was really toxic for a recovering addict to be placed in the heart of addiction once again. So I do truly believe that God set you, it was your test and you passed it. And this is why God is blessing this movement, this experiment. You call it an experiment. I call it a movement because for what you're doing to come from being incarcerated and coming out to a tiny cell to get your mind together and get your, your mental state healthy again, that is mind-blowing within itself. Who would have ever thought to come out and build themselves a small little cell and sit inside of a cell when you've got so much freedom? But in actuality, you may have freedom, but if your mind is locked up still, you're not free. That's right. That's right. And and, 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 and because... Even though I don't think I'm institutionalized, I still need to understand that I might not recognize my institutionalization. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take right. that in, in consideration, and I had to, uh, you know, I, I just had to give myself the best possible chance. So this is this is what I decided, and this is what we're doing, Dorothy. And uh, uh, so anyway, we, uh, I, I, I left the halfway house and I went to one of my uh, aunts, my mother's youngest sister. And I, I was there for a few weeks, and uh, I pitched the idea to them and because uh, I was on their property, and they said, okay, if that's what you want to do, do it. So uh, that's what we did. We built a cell and uh, equipped it with a, with a shower. Uh, there was already a sink and a toilet. We equipped it with a shower and a bed area, and the bed area, it's so small that the bed area had to go on top. It's like a loft, so I had to build it on top of the toilet on top of the sink, and so I live up in a, like a little loft. Uh, that's that's where I sleep because there was no room anywhere else because it's a very small building. It's a seven and a half by seven and a half by eight and a half foot high. And uh, so so anyway, uh, I got in here, and the first day, uh, Dorothy, I decided to uh, because I wanted to. I definitely wanted to uh, try to get recognized so that I could try to help people. You know, so so the first day I came in, I came in at midnight on April the 1st, on April Fool's Day, I came in and at midnight and uh, I filmed, I filmed my first live show or my first live video. It wasn't a show at all at that point. It was just, uh, I was just filming live on Facebook and, uh, and 
it just turned it. Then I started filming. I was filming twice a day. I was filming at 5 p.m. Central Time, and I was filming at midnight every day. And I did that for about 30 days. And uh, then I decided just to go with the 5 o'clock live show. And uh, we, it, it's, it's been going really well. We've, we've had very, very little negativity, uh, Dorothy. We've had such great support and so many people reaching out to us about their loved ones, about their personal lives. Uh, uh, you know, it, it has just been amazing. And I'm going to tell you something else, Dorothy. Most of my relationship issues have already uh, uh, gone uh, – have, have, have been going so well. I have such a great relationship with my sisters now and with my, uh, with my son, uh, with my ex-wife, uh, with other family members that I have not seen in 20, 30 years are reaching out to me, and they're encouraging me, and they are just uh, uh, supporting me all the way through this. And it's just been an amazing uh, uh, outpour of, of love and, and, and encouragement and nourishment that I, I – I'm just uh, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed, and I know that God is is at the forefront of this, and because none of this could have happened without Him. Okay, okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Let's take a quick break because I have a hard question that I want you to answer, and I'll give you the question so you can um you can hear what I'm you can think on it. How 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 is it? Do you feel like people of color are more apt to be arrested? Just before you answer that, we're gonna take a quick break and just ponder on that and 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 and, and give us some give us your feedback on that. Sure. All right, Dorothy. No problem. Okay, we'll take a quick break, you guys. Listen to the music, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality reality show, right now on TPV Radio.
This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. My phone was muted the entire time. I gave my whole spiel and did not even realize it. But here's what I was saying. I being a, uh, this month being May, being Mental Health Awareness Month, I've been doing issues that drive people mentally insane, if if it's, if it's possible. And by my son being an, an, an inmate, it hurt me so bad to hear him being treated in such a way to where it was almost inhumane and un, un, unfathomable as a mother who loves her child. And I know that I've never been incarcerated, but it hurts just as bad to know that your loved one is going through this. So I brought on a guest who has experienced 27 years of this life, of cell life, and that's why he's here Michael, are you there? Are you here? I am still here, Dorothy. Awesome. Okay, before we left, I I asked you a question, but before you answer that question, we have some callers on the line, and if there is a caller that has a question for myself or, or Michael, please feel free to ask your questions, and we will answer them to the best of our ability. All right. Chris, can you give us a caller? 
yes, ma'am. Uh, caller, we will not read out your full phone number, only the last four digits. So we will definitely let you know when you are live. So the first caller online, Dorothy, we have 8678. 8678, you are live with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and Michael. God bless you. Hi there. Oh, are, are you there? Can you hear us? Okay, awesome. Do you have a question for myself or Michael? Or you have a question, I'm sure. You have a comment. What is it What is it you have? Uh, first, I want to say thank you. And, Michael, that was some really good information that you shared. Um, I do have a question in, in, about your movement. Um, but I'm I'm gonna say this first. I um, was currently well. I'm still married, but we're we're I guess we're legally separated. I um, married to a third time in prison, like and um, it. I was well. Years, 11, 12 years, and um, the rest of the people are on uh, parole. He's still on parole. He committed a crime when he was, I believe, about old, and almost six now. He's forever talking about the treatment and how he. Because he's a small guy, I was always in a, you know, in a solitary confinement because, uh, you know, had to actually actually uh, playing court. But I, I, I used to visit the parole office with him in Dallas, in South Dallas. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but. Uh, the, I want I just want to say the role officers are worse. Worse that I have in my life. How they treat especially our young her women there, but and uh them once they get out of the system and you know, and how they're um looking for information what have you and um he had a drug Back in the back in the day, he was in that uh, crack era, and you know got his life straight. And he tried to live the straight and narrow, as he called it. But every chance they got, they reminded him that he was a drug a, you know, drug drug person or whatever. You know, they always would just put him in that class, and he fought so hard to uh, be, you know just be respected as a man. And most of the probation officers were of his kind. They were younger than him. And, and if I tell you they had no respect because of their job or an individual, uh, he, you know, he could, have, he could have taught them a whole lot. You know, he could have been their fathers or what have you. But, I, you know, I used to tell him that people don't really, they don't really know their job. They just do their job based on, what they're being told to do, and um, but when they come out of the, house, the pro- parole officers, whatever they come out of house, they 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 disrespect you, talk like you're a piece of dirt on the ground, 
and expect you to uh, have that authority. They that authority. So I just wanted to say I wanted to uh, just get some more information. Hopefully you'll share some information uh, later on on how one could get involved in your movement because I'm also on board with this uh, injustice of the system. So I would like to actually information, website, email address, whatever it is that I can, because I would like to uh, support your your mission. That's all excellent, I have. Excellent. Okay. Uh, 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 Dorothy, you want me to uh, speak on it? Yes, sir. Please do. Okay. Uh, I, I couldn't hear you that well, but I did hear a lot about the parole office uh, and, 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 and the different situations and the different attitudes and the way they're being treated. Now, I I have had a lot of uh, uh, experience. I've been on parole for about 35 years uh, uh, and uh, juvenile parole and uh, adult parole. And uh, right. I, I, I will give them this. The last probably five or ten years, they have gotten better. They were really, really bad years ago. Uh, they would threaten you with sending you back to prison. They would... You know, use their authority. You know, it was just a very, uh, 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 a very bad system. Now, 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 we got uh, for a while. We had a lady named Reese Owens uh, that was the head of the parole board. Uh, that was the head of parole, uh, the parole division in, in Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and she whipped it up and and and, and she kind of straightened it out some. And uh, but but right now, my experience with parole right now is. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's fairly good. I cannot uh, I cannot say now now now. Do they care uh, enough about my freedom to try and help me? No. But they're not. Uh, I have not had the experience of them uh, like I have in the past of them threatening every time. You know, if if I look the wrong way or if I say something they don't like, they'll you know they they get in their feelings real easy. Uh, uh, but uh, my, my my personal experience right now with parole is is, is fairly good. Uh, but but now I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran of this stuff, so I also do not allow them to uh, to to mistreat me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'll let them know yeah. real quick. You know, I, I I will tell them, look, uh, uh, you know, I I think I'm gonna have to talk to your supervisor. And if the supervisor don't 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 listen, then I'm going to talk to her supervisor. And that's what I do today. I just do not uh, I don't allow them to uh, treat me, you know, uh, uh, less than. And 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 because I would not do that to them, I I, I always treat my parole officers with the utmost respect. Uh, and uh, just just because that's you know that's just the way I was raised. Now now I didn't listen to everything I was raised, or else I probably wouldn't have been in prison for 27 years. But uh, I was raised by a wonderful woman, uh, and and I was raised around three three wonderful uh, ladies, my sisters, and I have tons of respect. And most of my parole officers have, have been women, so I I, I am, right. uh, you know. But uh, so, you know, we we uh, we have to be assertive today. We have to be assertive with our freedom. We have to be the one in charge of our freedom today. We cannot allow, you know. Uh, this 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 one mentor of mine told me one time. Uh, her her name was Catherine Roar. She started a program here in the Texas in Texas called the Prison Entrepreneurship Program. But she said she said Michael, someday your freedom is going to have to mean more to you than it does to me. 
and I've finally reached that point, and I've never forgotten what she told me. And, uh, and, and, and that's what we have to do today. We have to take control of our lives and our freedom uh, because without it, we, you know, we're no good to anyone. You know, so, uh, but uh, let me tell you a little bit about the movement. Uh, we, it's it's uh, our, 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 our live uh, show on Facebook is called Cell Life. And it's under my uh, it's under my uh, personal page, which is Michael Savios, M I C H A E L C E V A L L O S. Uh, you can go on uh, Facebook and look me up, and uh, we do a live show every day at 5 p.m. Central Time, and uh, we are trying to educate society and plus work on self. Uh, and 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 this movement is about uh, uh, personal transformation uh, through 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 Christ and 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 and, and through whatever. Uh, God, God uh, sends my way and puts in front of me, uh, and uh, also educating society on the different issues that convicts face inside and outside the walls. So uh, we are. Uh, we also got a page called Cell Life, which is our Facebook page. But my personal page is where I go live every day at 5 p.m. And uh, there is a protest that we're going to on the 23rd, which is in Austin, Texas, at the Governor's Mansion. And we are standing up against uh, inhumane conditions in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, uh, be, uh, mainly behind, uh, behind the COVID-19 uh, 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 pandemic. But I believe that the COVID-19 pandemic has only highlighted uh, the different inhumane uh, conditions that have been going on for, 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 for you know, uh, for decades. So uh, – and, and, and the pandemic has just highlighted that, and that's what we're standing against. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going with uh, some other activists, uh, a lady named Letitia from Behind the Bricks Enterprises, and she's an activist for uh, prisoners' rights. And we're standing with a bunch of women that are uh, wives of incarcerated husbands and the real housewives of, of uh, TDCJ, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to stand with us, and uh, so that is one of the. Th- I'm, I'm coming out for a day. I'm coming out of the cell for a day, and uh, I've been in here uh, for 48 days today, and uh, I have decided to go ahead. It, it's for a good cause, and it goes along with exactly what I'm, what I believe in, and 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 what I want to stand for, and what I want to help with, and so uh, I've decided, and I've and I've consulted with all the people that are that are. Uh, 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 behind me on this movement, and uh, they said that you know a lot of people are going with me. All my sisters are going, and my son, Dorothy. I just found out that my son is going to go with us too, which is cool. All uh, right, all but, right. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really neat. I can't wait for you to meet him. He's a great kid. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, we have a lot of things going on. We're on TikTok. We do uh, PSAs on TikTok. Uh, and uh, we are we are we have a YouTube channel called Cell Life Prison on the Outside, and our TikTok uh, uh, handle is uh, Prison Cell Life. And uh, so uh, we are trying to uh, go live on all platforms. We just made the uh, the op- uh, we we just made it to the point where we can go live on TikTok, but we need to build up our YouTube channel so that we can go live on it too and go live on all three platforms. Uh, Facebook, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. So I need subscribers to uh, uh, go to t- uh, go to uh, YouTube. It is called Cell Life Prison on the Outside, and subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. All you got to do is hit the subscribe button, 
and what that will do. I have to get a thousand followers or a thousand subscribers before I can go live. And I'm, I'm I just started the channel. It's a YouTube channel, and uh, we are trying to uh, get the word out, and uh, so that we can go live on all three platforms. Well, let me so let I've me share this question. Go ahead. Let me let me share this with you, Michael. This is I mean, there are people who have been out here doing these things that are not near sure. where you are. And so I just want you to stay encouraged and know that God is the force behind. He is a, definitely the source behind the force of movement that you're moving in because you Amen. are breaking barriers and you're 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 coming out way ahead of the game with no money, just a heart. So you guys understand if you don't have money, all you got to do is make one step and he'll do the rest. Trust God, make one step, he will do the rest. It does not take a lot of money when you're blessed by the best. Just get That's up and right. do something. And Michael, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you. Now, I want to share this with you, Michael. I just got a text. From someone who um, this is what I'm. This is what I want the viewers and the listeners to understand. Nothing will ever change if we continue to stay in our cocoons. And if you look at the flyer, there is a butterfly behind the cell bars, and there is a right. mind. There's there's a shape of a human human head. And why that struck me so. So profoundly, and the reason why I post it is because uh, before a butterfly can blossom, it's a caterpillar first. And even though that caterpillar had excuse me, was behind the walls and the mind was locked up, it did not let it stop from being as beautiful as it can be, a butterfly. It still moved Amen. right where it was. And that's all I'm saying to, to, to people out here, viewers listening to eat. The text I just got, it was so upsetting to me because people want to complain about the judicial system. They want to say this. They want to say that. They want to complain. But when there's an opportunity for you to get some education, get your voice heard, join a movement, you find every excuse. To, find, to say why you can't do this and can't do that, but yet you want to continue to complain. If you give no voice, you have no choice. We've got to get to the point where we realize our voice gives us a choice to change things. They cannot do it if we stand up for what we believe in. Like you said, Michael, we got to start taking a stand. If we don't take a stand, we're going to continue to be stood on. And now I want to say this, because my question to Michael before the break was, do you feel as though people of color are more targeted than those who are not? Now, this is not a surprise. I already know the answer, but this is why I'm so upset, is because people of color want to continue to complain about the fact that their color is being handled corruptly, but they don't want to get up and do nothing to stop the corruption. They want to sit back and say, oh, this, oh, that, I can't do this, I can't do that. But nothing will ever change people of color if we don't get up and do something. Let our voices be heard because we do have a choice if we open up our mouths. Michael, now my question to you, do you feel as though people of color are more targeted in the prison system? Uh, yes. Yes, I do, Dorothy. And I mean, it, it, it's something that I know firsthand. Uh, I mean, it's not something that I am uh, uh, I have read about. 
or uh, it is something that I have experienced, something that I have lived with for the last 30 years or 40 years of incarceration. I mean, you know, because it's been a 40-year trek. Uh, I haven't done 40 years, but I've done, you know, almost 30. Uh, but uh, it's I have definitely I definitely know that uh, men and women of color, especially men. I mean, we uh, uh, there's there's a higher incarceration rate. Uh, there's a higher, there's a disparity in sentencing. There's a, uh, uh, you know, there's racial profiling. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's just so many aspects. Mass incarceration uh, is is a movement. It was a movement that was set up uh, many years ago. This is these are facts. You can look it up. Y'all can fact check me. There's a woman out of California, out of Los Angeles. That wrote a book. I can't remember her name, but I do remember the the, the title of the book. It's called City of Inmates. Uh, and uh, what she did is she wrote about mass incarceration, and she uncovered some rogue files that were hidden in the L.A. County uh, uh, basement somewhere. And uh, she found these files, and it, it, it uncovered uh, plans for mass incarceration of of colored of colored men. And uh, these are uh, it's called the city of inmates if anyone's interested in checking it out it's very informative and it kind of lays the groundwork of of, of 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 what this what this government and what this country did uh, many years ago and it has not stopped uh, we are working uh, we're fixing to start a nonprofit called miss it's mass incarceration should stop and uh, that is what we're going to uh, uh, you know everybody misses somebody so uh, but but uh, yeah, it, it is a real thing, Dorothy. This is not; uh, these are not uh, 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 conspiracy theories. These are things that have been going on in this country for many, many years. Okay, well, I just looked up the city of inmates, and her name is Kelly Light Hernandez. Kelly Light yes. Hernandez. So, cool. any of you and, and, and Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I wanted to say that what, just what you were saying earlier. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying if anyone wants to fact check, the name of the book is City of Inmates, and the author is Kelly Life Hernandez. But go ahead, Michael. Say what you were going to say of, about what I commented on. Well, well, what you said earlier is, uh, you know, you were talking about if we don't speak, and uh, I've heard a saying, an old saying, and I've known. Uh, everyone's heard it. It's just a closed mouth can't get fed, Dorothy. We have to open That's our mouths right. to speak. That's all I wanted to say on that. Okay, do we have another caller with a question? Okay, until he finds out if there's another question on the line. So, now you do say that people of color are really, really. It, so are the are the prisons more full of people with color, uh, like Hispanics, blacks, minorities? Sure. Um, sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Get, okay. So, do you feel as though, um, what what? What are the things that you seem to be the biggest? What was the biggest when you got released? 
what was the one thing that concerned you the most? Did you have money? Do you get do you get paid while you're there? Uh, what, how did they release you? Explain okay, that so uh, people can understand how. I'm... Okay, uh, Texas. Texas is one of the only states in the union in 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 our country that does not pay the inmate for work. And uh, and they and they work you like a dog, but they will not pay you what they what they claim they do is they pay you with good time and work time, but you don't get to use that. I mean, it's it's for nothing, you know. It doesn't apply to anything. And uh, and people that are in there with cases, some some people don't even get that, and they still have to work. And if you don't work, you are disciplined, and it could make it, it could mean that you stay longer, you know. But uh, so anyway, when you're released, it doesn't matter how long you've done. I don't care if you've done 30 years. You get released with the clothes on your back, the clothes on your back, a bus ticket back to the same uh, 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 city that you committed your crime, and $100. Well, you get $50 at the, at the gate, and then you get $50 when you report to your parole officer. So you get $100. I don't care if you did 30 years. Now, wow. $100 that I got... The hundred dollars that I got uh, went for uh, you know m- some hygiene items, uh, maybe some socks, uh, uh, some some underwear, a pair of shoes, and I was done. I mean, so I was you mean broke. to tell me, you mean to tell me all the money that that that's put into the into the prison system that is donated by people who are trying to help the inmates, you don't even get socks. Undergarments, no toothpaste, nothing. When you leave, you just get the hundred dollars, and that's it. That's it, Dorothy. You, they don't give you no care package, nothing. And then, and and the clothes on your back is uh, uh, used clothes that has been donated, but it is, uh, you know, they 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 pick the worst stuff to give you. You know, it's like, I, I mean, you're walking out in a clown suit, pretty much. And uh, so they don't they don't supply you. Too big. Go ahead. It's too big. It's too big. Oh, they're not too big. They're just they're just real colorful. Very colorful. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, they basically they 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 put you out of prison to stick out like a sore thumb. They place you back into the area where you committed your crime. So how do you how that has to be mentally maddening to know that you're getting out with very little money. You're going to be scrutinized because you've been gone for 30 years. Cross Colors was out 20 years before you got, even before you went in, but you sent out in Cross Colors. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I mean, come on now. Now, now that is, that is heartbreaking because I do know that when my son was released, if I had not been there to give him clothes, let me tell you, he had, he had a 34 waistline. The pants he had on was a 44. His shoe yeah. size was a size 13. He had on like a 15 shoe. So you are absolutely correct. He looked like homie the clown to be sent yeah. home to the home where he committed his crime. Yeah. And thank God he had a mother that was there to redress him. And I had been listening to people. See, this is another thing I want to educate people about. 
if you pay attention and you start listening, when you have people that are incarcerated or you go to jail, you start listening to those who have, who have experienced the belly of the beast. They will tell you what it is that you need to do. They will help you. Because I was already forewarned to know that when my son got out, there's no telling how he would look. So be prepared to take him some clothes, take him some shoes, take him some socks, take him some hygiene products, take him everything he needed. I was wise enough to listen to those who had been there. And let me tell you about people. People want to be so educated until they're no earthly good. If you ain't experienced it, just because you're educated does not qualify you to speak on a situation that you have not experienced. Because a lot of times you get in textbook theory and not, not know I've been there theory. I'd much rather listen to someone like you, Michael, who has the experience that has educated you on how to help me understand what goes on in behind the walls during, before, and after release. You told me before you went in, there was a, you had a drug problem. So that's the first thing. Then you told me once you got in there, you realized that they're not going to help you. You got, your freedom and time had to mean more to you than it did to the God. And then when you got out, you told me that they put you back in the same area where you did the drugs, you did your crime, and you were just released with $100. People, please understand that this is some firsthand good, some good stuff. Because what I've been hearing, it's like when you go down there and you visit, they act like they're not cool. You call the warden, they act like they're so into you. They act like they're so concerned about your loved one. And I'm not saying that all of them are not. There are some that are. But then realize that there are more that are not than they than they that are. Because, like he said, it is a system that hires within a system to be controlled by the system through the system. So y'all understand me. Understand that. This is some raw, real truth. And grab what you need. And that that you don't need, leave it there. But that that you do need... Soak it up like a sponge. Because Michael is bearing his heart. He's bearing his soul. He's given the raw but real truth from the belly of the beast inside and out. During, before, before, during, and after. You can't get it better than this, people. Please, please don't turn a deaf ear. Hear what he's saying. Chris, do we have any more callers that may want to speak? Sam, we have a all right, caller, uh, your last four digits of your phone number is 8974-8974. You are on the air with Dorothy Patterson, reality coach, and God bless you. Hi, thank you for calling in. Do you have a question, comment, or I guess apparently they might just be listening. So I will put some. That's on. fine. Thank you, caller, for being on the show today. We have one more caller on the line. Uh, 5221. 5221, you are on the air with Dr. Patterson, the reality coach, and Mike. Hello? Hi, thank you for tuning in. Do you have a question, comment, or concern for Michael or myself? We'd love to hear it. I have a comment, please. Go ahead. Well, I am. Uh, I have been in law enforcement, and so 
I have seen both sides of a coin. We, as in our race, we only focus usually on one side, and that is the side that concerns us at whatever particular time it concerns us. First of all, we never, ever get involved with something until it directly affects us. That is one of the things that as a race that we need to change. We need to learn to support stuff that is against our race, not against my son or your son or your daughter, but something that is happening to our race. That's the main thing that we need to do. Also, I have to say, being in the justice system, I have learned that the justice system is correct. Just as I've learned that, yes, people of power have power, and most of them are Caucasian. But we have to take note and remember that we are African Americans and know that it is an in, always an injustice to us. I
because it's not what you want to happen. I try to get people to tell them about the grand jury, my people. Nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to really do anything. So we got to wait. We're good at complaining. We're not good, as you said, Ms. Patterson, about doing anything about it. And uh, to your guest, to your guest, I am honored to uh, have met you on the radio. I hope I get a chance to meet you in person. And everybody that goes to prison is not a bad person. Everybody that goes to prison as a youth should be given a second chance before 30 years. Yes, our sentences for black people are hard. They are. But since we know all of that, we got to find a way to try to reach as many as we can before they go to prison. That is so, I mean, I can't say thank you enough. And, and let me just share this with you all. If you're driving and you're calling in, it's a lot of background noise from your from the vehicle or the wind or what have you. So if you guys hear that and we okay. can't hear you clearly, just know that we hear we're hearing deep and pieces of your conversation. But for the most part, what God needs to get through is getting through. But what you said, caller five two two one, being a, a former officer. You have seen both sides of the coin, and I agree with you. When you're trying to help <clears throat> our people, people of color, they rebel against you. And then someone, would you not say, in your experience as being an ex-officer of the law, would you not say you experience where you could tell a person of color the exact same thing that someone white told them, and they would listen to the white person and, and, and not listen to you? But it was the exact same thing. Have you ever experienced that? Let me tell you, Ms. Patterson, I was actually a bailiff in the grand jury. People would come in, or their parents or whatever, trying to see about their case, maybe in the wrong place. I would try to explain to them. I was the only black, mind you, that worked with the clerks in the grand jury. So I would be at the front when they walked up to the counter. If I tried to talk to them, I've had some walk past me. I could be standing in the hallway. I would ask them. In uniform. In in uniform. In uniform. Or if not in uniform, I would have on. I had on. You could definitely see my badge. I'll put it that way. And my gun. Okay. 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 And I would try to talk to them. I said, hi, can I help you? They would see a white girl, not even an officer of the court, and walk right past me. The few times I did talk to somebody, they would go up what? and say, she told me, she she said, I've been and told them, dude, you know, don't even say that you talked to me. Just say, just say, you know, just go in and do what I said that's what you do. Don't go in there talking about she said. <laughs> So as soon as you as soon as you got through telling them what to do, they would go right in there and say, she said. It, yeah, is that right? Well, I would be giving them inside information. So that would put me in a bad place, right? They right. already didn't want me there. 
So I pretty soon I just have to not do it. I'm not going to jeopardize my job. So, so let me ask Michael. Michael, um, have you ever experienced when you were inside where you're trying to tell people of color something from your years of experience, did you experience the same thing where they wouldn't listen to you, but they'd go listen to someone who didn't care? You know, Dorothy, I, I uh, that is crazy that y'all brought that up because I have been saying that for many years. And, and first, I, I want to tell the caller, I almost cry when you say you want to meet me, and I, I'm just so – I'm so grateful to hear to hear what you have to say and that you're a police officer. Today our show, our 5 o'clock show, was about correctional officers and mental health, and we were talking about the other side in a good way because we want to have a balanced conversation. We want to have a, 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 a conversation that, 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 that actually, you know, produces some, 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 some results. You know what I'm saying? We want to further this conversation, but – uh, yes, I have. I have been telling, and, and, and I'm Hispanic. I'm a Hispanic, but I have been telling my people and 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 uh, people of color this, and and they will immediate. I will tell them exactly what's going on, and they will not even hear me. They will go straight to a white person and ask them the exact same question. They'll get the exact same answer, and 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 but but they will not believe me. They will believe the white person. And I look. I am not. I. I I don't have a racist bone in my body, but there's, you know, reality is reality. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, let's, you know, let's not, uh, let's not just, you know, to save face, say that, say that there isn't racism and all these things going on in this country. But uh, anyway, it was just so, it was so uh, empowering to to hear you speak, caller. That uh, uh, I'm really grateful that you came on and. Uh, we do, and, 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 and that's what this is all about. We want to create a movement where, 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 where we have a voice, uh, some type of pack, a political, political action committee or something where we have a voting block, where we have something, some type of leverage where we can start changing some of these laws that are just basically uh, 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 another way of mass incarceration. It's another way of, of, of keeping us down. It's another way. Exactly. And, and look, I want to say this to, to all the listeners. I am not angry. I am not angry. There's not one bit of anger in me. I am empowered by my by my past, and I know I know that God wants me to have a voice. He wants me to speak, and 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 and, and that's all I'm doing. I am not angry about what I've been through. I have learned, and 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 everything I've ever been to prison for, I was guilty of. So I don't want to get on that trip either. I don't want anyone to think right. that I'm up here saying saying that uh, yeah. you know I've been victimized and all this stuff because I have not. I have not been victimized. I, I was in prison because I did wrong. But now I'm out, and I'm still jumping over obstacles that should not be in my way. You, you know, right. and, 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 and I just want to have a chance to, to, to live, live my life free. Uh, you, you know, I want a family. You know, I want all the same things that 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 normal people want. You know, those are right. my dreams. Those are my aspirations. You know, and and I don't know. It's just, uh, you know. But I believe that we are starting a conversation that is going to start a movement that is going to be able to change things in this country. You know, and 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 you know, because there's prison reform, but it's on a it's on a federal level. This stuff that Trump passed. 
that's on a federal level, and it's something that Obama had already enacted. Uh, Holder, our, our attorney general, you know, and all those things. This this stuff, you know, he uh, it was basically well. I don't want to get too political, but but right. you know, it it's on a federal level. It is not on a state level. We need to start a movement for prison reform on a state level because that's where the disparities are. That's where we're having trouble, you know, and, uh, you know, that's all. I, I just really appreciate you calling in and, and, and speaking out. I really do. Thank you. And you're so welcome, but on, on I would love to meet you too. But you know what? Even if the, if we start a prison reform on the state level, who makes money? From the prisons, from people being incarcerated, who makes money? The state. Sure, the state. Sure. So they're not gonna do very much. See what? They're doing something. That's all. If we don't ourselves, it's not gonna happen. It's not. It's just not. Now we got all these African Americans now that have none. Um. What do you call it when you oh, they got all these different programs that they're open non nonprofit yeah got all these nonprofit organizations and very seldom do you see any of them doing anything that promotes the welfare of black people now we just have to tell it like oh, it is no. now let me let me, me let me say this let me let me say this. The problem, the problem that I feel, in my opinion, as a reality coach, what I see is the reality that I see is the fact that they continually find a way to blow smoke in a racial barrier. Doesn't exist. We don't have to. Maybe it does. Maybe it, we already know it does, whether it's openly or under the table. What we we know it exists. Let's go get in our little secret clauses. Let's go get ourselves together and do what they've been doing. They've been plotting. We sitting up here. We sitting up. We sitting up here plotting. They playing it. We got to do right. better, people. We got to do better. And I'm not saying that. And, and and please don't get me wrong, because there are plenty of people uh, that are that are not of uh, of minority that will get out here and fight with us. We we got people on all all over the spectrum that is sick and tired of this racial divide. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when we go to an Olympic race and we as Americans go and race against China, Germany, Africa, wherever we are, do we care what color that U.S. citizen is at the beginning of that, at, at, during the Olympics? As long as they're an American, we rooting for them. That's the way we need to be. We need to, we need to come together like we do when it's time for the Olympics. We don't care what color that American is, as long as they're an American and they're representing our great country. I don't see how we're making America great again, y'all. I, I, I haven't figured it out yet. I, I haven't figured it out. I just see a bunch of divides that we need to understand. America's not going to be great again until we all understand that just because we know we don't have to point out every time something happens between a black and a white or a white and a black. Oh, right. they're picking on the black people. Oh, they're doing this to the go to white. We already, they've been doing it. They've been doing it. All we got to do is come together, 
all of those who are tired of this racial racial tension that they've been able to put the smoke screen up while we over here crying about who did what to the black man or who did what to the white man, they over there, the ones that don't want a unified country, they want to keep all the wealth, keep everybody underneath their thumb, telling them where to wear a mask, how to get up and go outside and play. You can't go to the, all the powers that be that want to keep us all underneath a microscope and keep us divided. That's what they're doing. While we're sitting here, they're using the racial card to keep us from being smart. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Let's get some sense, people. There are enough people out here. There are too many interracial couples now. There are too many blacks married to whites and whites married to blacks for them to keep getting away with what they're getting away with. We got to get some sense. Those that want to come together and break this racial divide that they have been using all these years to keep tensions going and keep America from having so many prosperous people, whether they black, white, blue, green, I don't know if there's any, well, now we don't know what color you are nowadays. You can be any of those colors, but I'm just saying, we need to stop letting them use us. They're using us to keep their pockets fat while we're sitting over here arguing about who did what to who. Would y'all not agree? Do y'all not see that reality? Absolutely. Absolutely. I very much agree. And uh, Ms. Patterson, I have a a question for you. Okay. You always uh, tell your audience about your sons. And Mm -hmm. one of your sons was murdered, right? Yes. And we know that the person that murdered him is indeed an African-American, correct? No. What was your question? I'm sorry, I, my, my phone went out. Okay. Your son was murdered, and we can pretty much probably say that he was murdered by an African-American. Mm-hmm. So that is another issue that set, don't set well with me. We talk so much about what the government do to us and what white folks do to us. But us do a lot of stuff to us. <laughs> uh, that's not that's not funny. It, it's not funny, but it's just the way you said us do a lot of stuff to us, and us is so right. You are so correct, and yes, my son was more than likely. I, I do know who they have arrested. They finally arrested someone. Now, mind you, after two years, now, mind you, after two, after almost three years, but needless to say, it is sad that we we want to get mad at a person of non-color for killing one of us when we kill a thousand of us daily. We don't, even if we don't kill us with a weapon, we kill us with words. We kill us with a, with, 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 with with taking from each other. We kill our spirit. We rip us apart. And I'm so tired of people coming up giving me a name that ain't mine. Call me by my name. Quit killing me with those names that don't matter to me. Those names are not my name. Call me my name. Just like when you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, to people that don't look like you, you need to say it to a person that looks more so to a person that looks like you. So I agree with you, Carla. It is, it is, it is, you are absolutely correct. It is so sad that we do harm ourselves more than they do. But guess what? 
they found a way to make us be race, 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 races against our own race, within our race, races within our race. You can go and um, you can all you can see it every day. And I don't know, Michael. I am I my my I have a Hispanic daughter-in-law, so I do understand from both spectrums. I can go into a place and watch how people sit and they look and judge people of the same nationality sit and judge other people by the clothes that they have on, by the car that they drive, by the way that they speak, how their hair looks. I mean, you know, I, it, it is so sad that, and I'm just going to put the elephant in the room out there, the Jim Crow law is working so well. Oh, Jim yeah. Crow is working very well. It is so, so, whoever, I, I, I don't know if Jim Crow is even a real person, but I sure want to meet Jim Crow and tell Jim Crow, you did that. I want to give Jim Crow some, some depth. You did that. You knew exactly what to do. You knew exactly what to say. You knew exactly how to plant the seed. You knew exactly we. You knew exactly that we would water that negative seed. We would water it, water it, water it, and rewater it and replant it. And I mean, I just got a text. Someone said it's been proclaimed from the beginning. You are absolutely correct. Absolutely, and we keep the program going. But you know what? Do y'all remember back in the day? Let me let me help the people from the reality coach's perspective. You remember back in the day when the TV would go off and all you would see was them lines, them, them red, blue, yellow lines that say no more TV. So if they can cut the programming off, why can't we? We can say no more. Misunderstood. Fans are be stood on and or continue to be misunderstood. And that's what happens. Would you guys not agree? Michael, what do you think about that? I didn't. I didn't hear all of what you said, Dorothy. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, and and I've been saying this, and I don't say this in a disrespectful way, but I mean, I believe that we are the new Jim Crows. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 being treated convicts. I'm serious. We are the new Jim Crows. I mean, they are they are handling us. They are uh, you know we're disenfranchised. We cannot own a firearm. You know, we, 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 we cannot rent anywhere nice. We have to stay in, 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 in uh, you know, dilapidated areas, uh, you know, where, where, where everything's going on. Uh, uh, you know, there's just so many laws against uh, convicts because they have a felony that, you know, I don't know how to live it down. So I've just decided to expose myself. I've decided to come out as a convict and just and, and overcome it that way. You know, I, I'm, 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 uh, uh, you know, I've been ashamed of this for so long that, uh, uh, you know, I'm no longer ashamed of who I am and and what I've been through. I'm going to use it as a platform to speak out against these 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 different these different injustices. And you know what? And I think that that is the best way. Now, as the reality coach and me having all the experiences that I've had, I have learned that it is better for me to tell my own story than to let somebody else tell the story for me. Because if somebody else tells right. my story, they're going to either embellish it or they're going to leave something out. 
And I don't need you to tell my story. I can tell it for myself. Because if you hear it from me, you can take it to the bank and get the money off of it. That's right. <laughs> and Michael, I commend you for what you're doing. I commend you. And people always say, well, Dorothy, why do you always put your life on display? Because guess what? It is what it is. Yet a good workman need not be ashamed. I'm a good worker. I'm not ashamed of what I've been through, but guess what? When I tell my story, I find that there are people who have been, who are in it or are about to go in it or have been in a worse situation. Point blank, that's it. That's all. So, Michael, you are phenomenal. I commend you. I recommend that everybody get on there and tune in to sell life because he is giving some real people. And um, that and 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 I just gotta I gotta text Michael. There are people that can't really speak, and the text says Michael is doing something that most believers are not doing, and God will raise him up. Well, that's a mighty word. You, Michael, did you that? That is. Yeah, I receive it too. I receive it, Dorothy. And I keep telling you, you're on to something big. I mean, God is going to do something big using you, using me, and anybody's really ready to put their life on open display for the betterment of people and the good of God. He can't help but do and bless us because we're going to live in abundance. Living in abundance, that's where we're going because we're sharing our truth, our pain. There is no more dark secrets in our lives. It's an open book. It is what it is. Hey. If you if you if you have missed this, hold on. You may not get it, but someone you love may come it may come to them. And I'm not wishing anything on anyone, but just don't judge the situation. Just because you haven't lived it. But just know that if you do judge it, that old girl karma, she comes around real quick and she comes around hard and strong. Now, Michael, can you tell us again where people can reach out to you and how they can help you with your movement? If you have like a, a GoFundMe, a Cash App, your your media handles, whatever it is that you have, because it's time for us to wrap up this wonderful show. And thank you so much. I mean, I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for the people that are listening. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I, I really appreciate. It. I, I appreciate you you having me on the show. Uh, uh, we do have uh, we're we're fixing to uh, we're fixing to put a GoFundMe uh, page together a GoFundMe campaign, but uh, right now you can uh, go to Cash App, and our uh, our handle is uh, the dollar sign and it's Sell Miss C E L L M I S S, and you can donate. We're trying to build a mobile cell right now so that we can uh, travel and go to different festivals and. Go to different prisons during visitation. We can go to Huntsville and uh, speak to prisoners upon their release and try to empower them and encourage them and uh, get them in the movement. But uh, that's so. So that's our goal right now with our GoFundMe page and our Cash App. But uh, you can uh, you can see our live show every day at 5 p.m. on my personal page, which is Michael Ceballos, and it's M I C H A E L C E V as in Victor A L L O S. Or you can go to Cell Life, and you can catch the show there, but it's going to be a recorded show. Now, you can catch the, the live show at 5 p.m. on my personal page. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, – and we also have a TikTok. Uh, our TikTok is Prison Cell Life, 
and our YouTube channel is uh, Cell Life Prison on the Outside. And uh, I would love to hear from y'all. I'm I'm very uh, 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 prompt on getting back to people. I got contacted by a couple of ministries today. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Eddie B, but he's a uh, he has his own ministry and he's a, a great prison uh, musician. He's a great artist. And uh, he's he's all about this movement. I got contacted by them today, so hopefully that will kind of spur some of the movement. But uh, we are uh, we are definitely wanting to educate and uh, change some things. But we're also about personal transformation, and that's what I'm working on right now in this cell. And uh, so anyway, I mean, I would love to hear from y'all. I would love for y'all to tune in. Uh, we've we, we've got about 80 shows that have already been recorded, and they're all on my uh, Facebook page. And you can go back and check out from day one. We have recorded at least one show every day since I've been in here 48 days. And for most days, we recorded two shows for uh, for the first 30 days. So we've got about 80 shows out right now. And they're all about anywhere between 15 and 45 minutes long. And uh, they're very informative. And uh, I'm kind of bearing my heart. I'm kind of uh, – I'm an open book. Uh, I am not uh, – I'm no longer going to allow this uh, – this, this my, my past to hold me down, but I'm going to use it to propel me uh, into the future, into success, and uh, and I'm just talking about freedom. I'm not talking about success financially. If that happens, that would be great, but I just want to be free. That is success for me today, and as long as I'm out here with my family and my friends and the, and, and, and I'm doing the, the, the work that God has me uh, doing, then, then I'm free. And, and, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I really appreciate you having me on the show, Dorothy. I love you. You're a great, you're a great friend of mine. I haven't known you very long, but I, you're, you're, you're one of my sisters, and I really appreciate all the encouragement and all the help that you've given me. Thank you, Dorothy. I, uh, you know, it is definitely, definitely uh, a mutual feeling. Um, I really, I really would love for. Have you ever thought about doing, um, doing your show on a podcast? Sure, sure, sure. We, we're definitely, uh, 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 you know, looking into some of those things. Uh, we're not completely set up for that, but uh, we're working towards that. We definitely want to do a podcast uh, on, uh, you know, on, a, on, on several different uh, issues, but. Uh, yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I mean, I, I this is my this is the first podcast I've ever been on, so uh, I really appreciate you, uh, you you inviting me in. But uh, sure, yeah, well, we are I'm definitely, definitely uh, looking. I'm definitely going to reach Go out to the producers and the and the and the network owners and see if they can't get you on here because I really believe that God is using you to do some things for His people. For I mean. And and I don't want people to think that is you got to be a Christian in order to learn something. No, you can be. We we just here showing love. We we represent Christ, but we are showing love. And 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 through our love that we're displaying, if it draws you to Him, that is our whole purpose of doing this. But if it doesn't, get what you need and let we'll we'll pray for you and we'll let God do the rest. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to turn you away. We're here to give you love. Wisdom and understanding, and that's what we should. That's what this song is. We're not here to judge you. Please, you gotta be a Christian in order to get something from us, because we will let God do that. We're not, we're not the judge. We don't have a heaven nor a hell to put you in, but we have some love, we have some understanding, and we have some knowledge that we're willing to give. And I won't even say this knowledge. We have some wisdom because we have walked. 
the walk. So come walk with us. As as the as the show says, walk with me, family. Walk we family. We family. Everybody in our family ain't got to be on the same page, but at the end of the day, as long as love is being displayed, that's what it's all about. The greatest of these things is love, and that's what we're here to show. We're here to show love. That's it. That's all, and God will do the rest. So, Michael, I promise you I'm going to reach out to the producers and see if they'll give you a call to see about getting your podcast going. And and, and, and we know that um, – uh, look at your phone. Look at God. Look at your phone, Michael. What you see? What you see? Uh, what do you mean on on, on my uh? Look at your text. I see. What you see? Oh, I haven't looked at it. I, hold on, let me check it. Watch God work. I see. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, that was quick. Won't <laughs> he do it? Won't he do it? So, yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, I would love to. Uh, I would love to work with you too, Dorothy. Hey, no, we gonna work. We, we we look. God has already put this thing together. It's working in our favor, and and He's always um uh <laughs> He's always doing stuff behind the scenes. I'm telling you, we it, it is such a time as this. Right now, and I cannot wait to get to Austin because I want anyone that can show up in Austin, please go. Please come and support the movement. And we're not just about, Michael is not all about just prison life. He's about the well-being of people, period. He's a supporter of anybody that has been handled incorrectly, unjustly. He's about showing love and support for people's movements. It's not just about him. He wants to get together collectively as a whole with everyone that wants to move and make some changes in this country against the injustices amongst people of color, people of no, anybody being done wrong. We don't want people to think that we're not about love. We're about anybody that's being mistreated or mishandled. We want to help you. We want to help. So don't think that he cannot help you because guess what? Cell life is getting a big buzz. Cell life is getting a big buzz. So he has someone on there that can do some marketing. He has all kinds of contacts uh, contacts now. So if he can help you, let me tell you, he will, and he gets back with you in the blink of an eye, pretty much. You send him a message, he gets back to you. But you guys better get in on the ground level because I'm telling you, in a minute, God is getting ready to catapult him, and you're going to miss it. So don't get caught sleeping, because, see, I didn't get caught sleeping. I hurry up and I hurry up and did my part, because I know what <laughs> I know that you're going to do. And it's a reality coach. You guys better get us while you can, but not saying that we won't respond, but we won't be able to respond as quickly, because guess what? God is getting ready to elevate us. He's getting ready to give us the equipment we need to get to the elevated level that he needs us to be on in order for him to get all the glory through our stories. Trust me when I say that. Y'all heard it today. May 18th, God is up to something big in cell life, for cell life and with the reality coach. And you guys have a free, hey, get in on the ground level before the plane take off because once the plane get up high, it's hard to catch it until it lands again. And we don't know what time it's going to land, but we do know it'll land again. But y'all better get in touch with us. Cell Life, the reality coach, we're both on Facebook. You can find him on Facebook underneath Michael Savellas. 
M I C H E A L A E S A E L. I always spell it wrong, but anyway, I'm that's all right. A E L M I C. Let me let you spell it. Spell it, Michael. Spell your name, okay. please. All right, it's it's Michael M I C H A E L, and the last name is Savios. It's C E V as in Victor A L L O S. Please come check us out, and uh, we'll 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 get back to you. What if you have any questions or anything? We'll 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 get back to you very promptly. And I and I'm sure he's gonna have a book. He's gonna have a book coming out pretty soon. Uh, I know yes, it's in the making. Yes, we are working. Yes. Yes, and, and and then I am as as I close. I am Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. You can reach me on Facebook. You can look at my website, Dorothy Dash Patterson dot com. You can um, message me through Messenger at um, the reality coach, uh, Dorothy the reality coach. You can also go on uh, Amazon and purchase. My book, which is The Reality of Abuse, The Aftermath, and The Recovery, which tells about my mental madness as being a, uh, a child abuse survivor. There's always a mental madness behind everything that you go through in life. And these um, stories are told from not from an educated standpoint, from, but from an experience. Education gives you the credentials. Experience gives you the credibility. And if you get both of them, that's the CC power. Now, let me give you the word of the day, the mouth drop moment. And, Michael, this is what I do. I give people one word. And drop it. There's my turn, folks. Word of the day. Michael, you said it. All you want is what? You said it's Freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Ain't nothing like it. But guess what, y'all? If you don't free your mind, you will never be free. If you don't think outside of your box, you will never be free. You've got to do something different in order to be free. Michael is getting his freedom. Let me tell you how he's getting Because he's not sitting back there talking about he want to be free and being dumb. He's getting freedom. He is getting freedom, not freedom. He ain't trying to be free and dumb. He's getting freedom. Freedom. F-R-E-E-D-O-M. Not F-R-E-E-D-U-M-B. Because, see, he's been freedom before. Now he's getting freedom. Because he's not hiding, and he's no longer embarrassed about what he did while he was in his freedom state, freedom phase. Now he's in the freedom state. So, y'all, the national word of the day is freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, and not freedom, F-R-E-E-D-U-M-B. We got to quit being freedom, people. Don't be freedom. Let's get our freedom. All right? You guys, be blessed. God is I'm going to try to reality. Thank you, Michael, again, for being here. And I cannot wait for us to work together again. We've got some big things coming up, you guys. We're walking in authority. Why? Turn it up, Chris. So you might as well get used to me. My mother may not be the queen, but my father's king of everything. I'm adopted into the
never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.